0: yeah it's josh williams here and welcome to the one man podcast episode number 66 for wednesday august 15th 2018 how you doing onesies thanks for tuning in to this here episode uh i finished my taxes oh my god boring news for anybody else super super exciting news for me Uh, i saw a movie i got hooked up when i took my car and i had an unfortunate thing with my car but i got hooked up vip when i did bring it in i did a one-nighter show i did a bunch of prep and portioning and all sorts of stuff like that and i will be telling you guys all about it and doesn't all that shit sound super boring well uh it wasn't that bad i'm gonna be honest with you uh, last week, as early as, uh, right after the podcast, I went and hung out with my friend Vanessa, who I haven't seen in some time. Vanessa is a great friend. We went to, uh, basically just went uh, shopping. Uh, I think I'm the gay friend. I might be the gay friend now. And in, in that particular scenario, we just went to, uh, to uh, Bayshore mall here in Ottawa. And, uh, we just, uh, we just shot the shit. We, we were catching up. Basically. It's been a few months since we've hung out. So we were catching up, shooting the shit, grabbed a bite to eat. Nothing, uh, nothing super fantastic, but I'll be honest. To me, it was nice uh, catching up with my friend who I haven't seen in some time. So that was a lot of fun. Um, I uh, I just got hit by my allergies too, like today, and I'm I'm just fucking around with the cocktail of antihistamines that I'm taking. So I was super exhausted today, and I I'll, I'll get into all that shit a little later on. But <clears throat> if you hear me clearing my throat a bit or whatever, it's my my lungs are tight with all of the allergens. I have brutal seasonal, seasonal allergies, and they don't slowly build. They just hit me like a ton of bricks, um, every year. So today's the day, today's a lucky, lucky day. And I got to tell you guys, today is Monday. As a matter of fact, I'm actually recording this two days prior to the actual, uh, release of the episode. And the reason being is that tomorrow morning I leave for Toronto to do a week of shows at absolute comedy there. And, uh, I got some other stuff. And again, I'll I'll tell you a little bit more about it later into the show. But the fact of the matter is I want to make sure that the episode is done, recorded, Uh, out there ready for you guys so that you're not waiting on me, you know, Tuesday is going to be a very big travel day tomorrow. And, uh, you know, I think that since I got to get up early and do my thing and then drive with passengers, um, it's going to be difficult for me to get there and then, excuse me, unpack all the podcast equipment and, uh, unpack the podcast equipment. I got to say also just to, to, to get it done and then upload and all the stress that then to do the show, I, I think it's gonna be rough. And I have I have big plans for Toronto, so I'll, I'll tell you guys about that. I have big plans, not really. I have ambitious daily routine plans, which for me are big plans to create a routine every day. Oh, utopian. Hmm. Not boozing today. Just drinking a uh, super berry, they call it, kombucha, an organic kombucha. It's not bad. It actually doesn't taste as bad as some of the ginger turmeric ones. But with how rough my system is and all the coughing and everything like that I actually got sick when I went to the gym today too All sorts of stuff and i'm all over the map I apologize because you know what I this is another one of those episodes where i'm hoping that I can get it sort of All the things that I want to talk about Out and done quick Not that I want to give you guys like a fucking half show or anything like that But i'm always talking for an hour and a half every episode At least an hour and a half yak 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 yak, right? And you guys are good about it. You listen and I appreciate it But, uh, I, I just, I feel shitty today too. Like again, my eyes are burning. My eyes are itchy. (coughs) I took my last Benadryl this morning and it conked me. Okay. All right. All right. We'll get to that, that shit later on. Let's go back. Let's go back earlier in the week. All right. Last Wednesday was a big day for me. I, uh, I decided to finish my taxes. I was, uh, I was working on them lately. And I've been working on them and I've been putting them off, right? As we all do with the things that we don't like to do in our lives, just putting it off, putting it off. I would chip away at it. I'd, I'd get all my papers set up on the desk, right? And then the next day I'd get busy and <clears throat> move them all back afterwards. When I say that, I mean I'm dealing with uh, multiple papers from multiple businesses, right? So I got to take care of all of the uh the podcast stuff, stand-up comedy stuff, all of the tasting stuff, all of the Uber stuff, all of the uh when I was working at the source stuff. Uh from all of the, you know, PlayStation VR, uh, splash tours and things like that, that I do, like all those things are all different. The hot tubs place that I was working at, like so many different businesses. And of course the expenditures and which expense goes with what business and what percentage goes, with it. it's a fuckload of work. And honestly, that kind of organization is not my strong point. I don't think anyone's really shocked at me saying that, but I'm just, I'm being honest. It's not my strength. I, I don't like doing it. <clears throat> I hate doing it, but, uh, it saves me a lot of money doing it myself and, uh, yeah, so long story short is I finally bit the bullet and I, I put my head down. I spent the vast majority of the day, just paperwork, paperwork, paperwork. And I put, I put music on, uh, actually, I think I put podcasts on as a matter of fact, and I just let them go and I just head down and just numbers, numbers, numbers all day long and I got it done. And, uh, very, very pleased, very, very pleased with, uh, with that I got to say, because now I'm all caught up. That was 2017. In the last two years, I have done all my taxes dating back as far as 2013. So 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17. I've had five years of taxes in the last two years, just trying to get myself caught the fuck up. And uh, be honest with you. I think I'm going to get all my, my paperwork done in the next little while for 2018, just so that I'm caught up. And maybe every month, it just takes me a few minutes to put the new new little odds and ends into a sheet. Maybe do it all in a day and be fucking done with it that would be great it's ambitious for me because you know we all get to a point right where we clean the house and we go now we're just gonna keep it this way right but then a few few busy days pile up right the dishes sit in the counter fucking clothes stay on the floor of the bedroom the books and magazines stay on the coffee table you know and that's it a little bit of clutter here a little bit of clutter there and all goes back to goes goes back to normal <clears throat> Never done. Anyways. Um, I don't know about you guys. I, my, I take my clothes off. I throw them on the floor. I have a fucking uh, open hamper every day. But I come home. I'm like, pants off. <laughs> pants are my work shackles. All right? Like some people, it's like the tie around the neck. And they're like, oh, and they just loosen the tie. Like, oh, my work shackles. Me, it's like the belt. It's like, get the fuck pants off. That's my slave clothes. Right? I sit around in my box. I don't, I don't walk around the house in my fucking tidy whities. I don't even have tidy whiteies. To me, those are just a... Those are just disgusting, um, but boxes, I I am more comfortable free willy nilly in a t-shirt and a pair of boxers walking around, you know, <laughs> showing off what God gave me nothing. Uh, it's I'm more comfortable like that. So when I get home, I'm up in my room pants off and, and they just fall right down to the floor. Like, like I, like I just spontaneously combusted just boom. And then pants down. That's it. Shirt on top of the pants, like li- it, it literally looks like I walked in my room and then just exploded, you know, or spices say sp- spontaneous, complaints. like I got snapped out of existence, if you will. Um, but yeah, so, uh, <laughs> I don't even know how we got to the fucking pants on the floor Oh, because the messiness, right? The organization. And then ultimately back to me trying to keep my taxes in order. So I'm doing that. Okay. So got the taxes done. And then, uh, and then to celebrate, I went and I did a spot at absolute comedy, um, which was great. Was it that same night? I think I may have done them actually. No, that was Friday that I got them finished. I'm sorry. Wednesday. I just busted my ass getting them done. I did, uh, I did all my comedy reporting on, uh, on Wednesday. Well, whatever my timelines are all fucked up. Regardless, I was pleased with my hard work and did a spot at absolute comedy on Wednesday, just working on some new material still, right, writing here and there, little bits by little bits. So that was fun. Um, went well, nothing to write home about nothing, no crazy, uh, experiences or anything like that on thursday i was out ubering and i've heard for the last two weeks this little like clicking noise while i'm driving it's my pen i apologize but it's sort of like just like eh, that doesn't that doesn't work it didn't sound like a pen clicking it just sounded like a clicking like a tapping almost like nope that sounds like a pen hitting a desk i'm not a very good foley artist guys um the idea was I would heard this little click, 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 We'd just go faster and faster as the car picked up. And it was a couple weeks of hearing that. I remember at one point I got out and took a look at one of the tires and I found this like little stone stuck in between the treads. And it was like, I tried to dig it up my finger and the key and it just couldn't come. i like, fuck, I'm going to need something a little more suited for this. But I assumed that that tapping was that stone because I'm like, if I can't dig it out actively trying... I mean, it's not going to just pop out on its own either. So I'm like, I assumed that the tapping was the stone. I'm like, I got to get that out of there. It's a little annoying. It wasn't very loud, but it was enough that if I had the window open and whatnot, in the right circumstances, I could hear this tapping. Well, anyways, I took a look at it on Thursday, tried to find it again, and I thought it was the front tire. It wasn't. I took a look at the back tire. Boom. Big ass nail through the tire. A nail that actually had like a washer around the head. Um, So basically the nail was in the tire and then sealed in with this washer. So it wasn't losing any air. It was perfectly sealed because of the washer, but I took it out. And apparently once you take the thing that punctured your shit out, then it makes it worse. I didn't find this out until after I brought it into the dealership anyways, but I just brought it in and said, look, I I obviously need a tire patch, um, but I know sometimes if the hole is too close to the wall of the tire, they can't patch it. So, but they looked at it and they were like, "Oh, we we think we got this. No problem." So, I'm going to I'm going to give a shout out to my boys at Hunt Club Honda. Uh amazing people, Jim there, the service manager, and all of the dudes that worked with him, Patrick, a couple of the other guys. I think it was oh, fuck, I don't want I don't want I don't want to say the wrong name, but I, I know Patrick's one of the guys who takes care of me there and the new guy, I think his name was Ryan, but I could be fucking wrong. Um either way, those guys took um, they they went above and beyond. Um, and I, am going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, but I'm going to say this in the sense that, um, obviously this is not to be expected for everyone. And I certainly don't deserve this, but, but here's what they did for me. Cause they know me, they know what I had to do. So I'm like, I had a tasting that afternoon that I had to do. And they were like, can you leave the car with us? Cause we, we don't have any, you know, we don't really have any availability right now, but we can get it in this afternoon. And I'm like, well, I, I can't leave it for the day because I have a tasting this afternoon. I have, I need my car. I'm driving out to Canada. So what they did was they actually gave like for a tire patch, a $60 tire patch. They actually gave me a loaner vehicle, which is fucking unheard of. You could bring your car, drop it off at the shop. You can get a shuttle. They'll shuttle you to work and then bring you home at the end of the day or something like that. Like they do shuttle. They gave me a car. They're like, here, there you go. Just take the loaner car. Put me in a Honda Civic. I had my tunes fucking blaring on the way home. And then I get home and an hour later, they call me and they said they patched up. So they're like, we got it in earlier. They're like, don't worry if you still want to bring the car back tomorrow. Because basically what would have happened was I would have gone to my tasting, right? um, With the loaner. And I was like, I won't be able to get it back until the next day. But I told them to like, how early do you open? Because I I need to Uber in the morning. I'm not going to use your car, but I want to pick mine up as soon as possible. And they were like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Just uh, we open at 730. You know, I try to to be on the road for six, but I'm like, "Ah, I can lose an hour and a half, but at least you know, anyways, long story short is I bring my tire in, I get my tire patched on 60 bucks. They give me a loaner vehicle. They even expedited getting my car in. So an hour later, they had already called me to tell me that, you know, Hey, your car's, your car's all good. We got the the patched on. It's good. They fuck with me too. I gotta be honest with you. They fuck with me a little bit because they know I'm a comic, right? So like he called, he's like, Hey dude, uh, bad news. It's, you don't actually need a new tire. You need two new tires. And I was like, And I totally believe them. Like when you're talking car stuff to me, because I don't know anything about them. I, I, I believe everything. And I have such bad experiences when you tell me bad shit happened. And it's probably true. And I'm like, fuck thinking like I got to spend, you know, 300 bucks and new tires now. So I was actually prepared to be like, put the fucking nail back in and I'll be there to pick it up shortly. You know, the nail, the nail was holding the fucking air closed. So put that nail back in there and I will drive it till I'm ready to replace them. But they're just fucking with me. He goes, No, no, I'm just joking. You got the 60 bucks tires patch. You're all good. And I'm like, oh, amazing. So they got me in, they hooked me up quickly. See, this and this is the kind of shit that I appreciate. I mean, that, that service should be. I don't I don't mean the loaner car. All right. That was that was above and beyond. I know that they were just giving me fucking VIP on a $60 repair for fuck's sakes. Take a loaner car. You know what I mean? That's 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 insanely above and beyond. And I can't tell, I can't tell you how good grateful i am for that like of all the bad experiences with the the cars and everything like that it's nice to get a guy who fucking you know and and a crew like these guys are the ones have been fucking fixing all the mistakes that the the dealership i bought it from so they're they're great hunt club honda in ottawa they're amazing now don't go in there expecting every time you have an issue for them to give you a loaner car or something like that right you get you got to be a j-list celebrity like myself but uh (laughs) the point is these they're still good guys they never never once have they ever made me feel like they're fucking trying to take me to the cleaners right i mean if if you guys have been listening to this since the beginning you know about some of the other stories i've told you from the other dealerships this is not the dealership but uh whatever long story short 60 bucks back on the road it happened late in the morning too so i didn't lose i didn't lose too much money let's put it that way cuz as soon as i got that nail thing i'm like i got to get it in and get it fixed you know, I can't keep driving. And I know I know I was on the nail for two weeks, but again, I pulled it out to see exactly how extensive the damage was. And it was a big ass fucking nail. So once I tried to shove it back in and press it down with the key, it wasn't, wasn't perfect. And I'm like, yeah, it could be worse. Whatever. Long story short, 60 bucks, royal treatment, back on the road and able to drive myself to my tasting that day in my own fucking car. Um, which was great. So did the tasting, nothing exciting. And then, uh, later that night, myself, Simon and Jason went to go see mission impossible, uh, fallout new mission impossible movie with the uh, Thomas C. Cruz and the uh, Enrique Cavill and a uh, Simon Pegg, and Alec Baldwin and a bunch of other people. Um, it was, uh, it was a mission impossible movie guys. I, uh, I don't even know how to like. To, I mean, I can't. I don't be like, oh no, spoilers! It's an action movie. Are you really going into the sixth? Right when you're six sequels into a movie, you, do you even expect plot to be a consideration? If you do, you're a moron. I don't say anything about it. I'm really excited to hear the story. I really want to know what story's about. I don't care about the shooting and the planes and the boom, boom, bang, bang. All right, I want to know what's the name of the terrorist cell. And what are they planning? No, it's none of that shit. It's, it's big, dumb explosions and action. It was fun. A lot of really cool action scenes, but, um uh, oh, as a matter of fact, too, like you're watching the movie's super, super predictable, right? They try to have little twists and shit in it, but it's, it's mega, mega, mega predictable. And, uh, it's funny too, because you can see right from the trailers, like there's basically somebody's a double agent and you're like, yeah, no shit. They're fighting in the fucking trailers, you know? doesn't surprise me. Um, anyways, it was, it was fun. If you're looking for just an action summer blockbuster, turn off your brain and just (laughs) then go see Mission Impossible Fallout. It's, uh, some really good action scenes. I gotta be honest. They were talking about it. Like it was gonna be the biggest action movie ever made. And, uh, I gotta say a lot of the stuff is particularly pedestrian, like shit you've seen before. I think that the most exciting thing about it is the fact that like in the helicopter scenes, uh, Tom Cruise learned how to, how to fly a helicopter and he was pulling off some pretty crazy maneuvers, but it, it, it's nothing that you haven't seen on film before. So I think it's more like you're watching it and you're like, eh, it's fun. It's it definitely cool, but you're not like, what the fuck? Like it's nothing groundbreaking. It's just, well, there's no stuntman. Tom Cruise is actually doing that. So it's impressive, but the scene itself isn't anything to write home about. You know, it's nothing, nothing groundbreaking. Like I said, so, uh. But if you're looking for a fun movie, if you're like one of the movies and you're like, ah, we've already seen everything we want to see. What do you want to see? You want to see the mission? You won't be disappointed. It's a good action movie. Some, some good comic relief and stuff in it too. But at the end of the day, you know, and that's what it was. We went for like a 1030 show on a day where we've been up. So I was exhausted. But, uh, at the end of the day, like I said, it's a great movie. I didn't have to be fully aware and paying attention, you know, because, uh, it's an action movie. What do you want? You know, it's like complaining about the John Wick movies having a point. They don't. They're stupid action, but people love them. You know, it was a really good action movie. One of my favorites was True Lies. True Lies was a great action movie directed by James Cameron and, uh, you know, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and a very funny uh, supporting role by Tom Arnold. Great movie. The very sexy Jamie Lee Curtis, right? I still, to this day, cannot watch that scene of her dancing in the hotel room by myself and not be like, oh, we're going to. We got a little a la carte side action going on here with myself. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, great, great action movie because it had good comic relief. It had a fun story. It had, uh, oh, Bill Paxson was fucking hilarious in that movie where he plays a guy trying to fuck Schwarzenegger's wife. You know, they got him out the side of the thing screaming and crying. I'm going to kill you. He's like, I'm not a spy. Oh, oh, oh God, he looks down. He's like, what a spy pee himself. <laughs> such a great fucking movie. <laughs> what a loser. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Yeah. I That's the kind of movie I like where it's funny. It's good acting. It's got a good story. And there was a wicked action in fucking true lies, man. That was a really, really cool movie where the po- guy's fucking trying to shoot him while on the plane. And he flips the plane upside down. Ah, spoiler alert, 1993. I think that movie was, but that was a great, that's what action movies should be. You can do action and funny scenes and fights and everything like that. Riding a horse up through the elevator Jumping across roofs and shit. That was a good ass movie. That was a good ass motherfucking movie. Anyways, um, I digress mission impossible followed good movie for action. No movie at all for plot. And, uh, oh, and the cheesiest, oh God, just, there's a, there's a, there's a like little, little love monologue. It's like 20 seconds long, but a little love monologue at the end, which makes like, it, it makes no sense. It's so cheesy and hacky and it's not even like, like you could see other, th- other things in romantic comedies, like 80% of the shit said in a romantic comedy is, is stupid and cheesy, but it does work. Cause it's supposed to be that this was just like, this felt like you were like, they were forcing it so hard. Like you're expected to be like, Oh, it's so sweet. And you're like, this is the dumbest shit <laughs> I've ever heard. So that part, I was, I was sitting in the theater literally making the most animated jerking off motion that I possibly could where everyone around me was laughing at me doing that because I'm a big class clown. Um, but that's like, that's a hacking. When no one was like, stop, everyone was just laughing so hard because of what they were saying was just the, the dumbest shit. Um, <laughs> uh, Friday, a very tired me still begrudgingly got up and Ubered. And that was the day I came home and finished all my fucking taxes. That was a great day. Oh, amazing i felt so good and then jason and i played a couple uh escape rooms they were one shot little escape rooms in a box one and duns. and uh the first one was tough the second one was excruciatingly difficult we were probably up until about one o'clock in the morning drinking drinking beer it's funny because we started with a less difficult one that we still struggled a little bit with i don't say less difficult as in like oh it's easy no no it's still very difficult but uh it was less difficult. And then we were starting to get drunk and we're like, Hey, you wanna do another? Well, let's do a harder one. We could figure out a harder one. We solved two out of 10 puzzles in the second one. Um, mind you, I think sober, we still would have struggled with a lot of it. Cause some of it was just so like, how the fuck would anyone be expected to know this? But uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe cooler heads would have prevailed either way. That Friday was one of the best days I've had in so long. Like I can't even tell you guys how good I felt to be done with my taxes. Just like, You don't have, you don't have it looming. You know, you can, you can start prepping for next year's, but it's, there's no taxes that have to be done. You're not behind. I didn't end up owing any HST didn't end up owing. I'm getting a nice little return that I'm going to put towards me trip to, uh, Los Angeles in the fall. So everything's going, uh, everything's going well, get to put a little bit more money aside for, you know, I don't know guys. It's uh, it felt good. haven't received any of it yet, but at the end of the day, I'm like, holy shit, I, uh, I feel goddamn good about, uh, about having those done. And I've actually had just like a pretty good sense of well-being ever since, you know, I I don't feel like I have, I I gotta tell you, like for the last few years and I could tell you, like I've been at trips with, with Mika and the boys up to his cottage and just talking about like how worried I was about, you know, I, I, luckily I kept good records. Like I can't imagine if I'd kept no records of all my, my income, you know, and just been like, ah, just put money in my bank account and then spend it and whatever, that's what I do comes in and goes out fact that I've kept records of everything made it a lot easier, but I was keeping records for years going. I know I need this info, but I don't know how to manage it. I don't know what I can write off. And I don't, know what I can't, and just, like I said, sitting in leisure moments where you'd think it'd be that. And I'm just saying like, fuck, I, I so stressed out about these. It, it's, it's been sitting over my head for quite a few years now is having all this stuff and not knowing what to do with it and delaying doing it because I was worried about making a mistake. I was worried about, you know, submitting the wrong thing under the wrong section. And then they're like, you owe us five grand. I'm like, fuck, I don't have five grand. Well, we'll just take that plus interest from anything that you make. I go, okay, that's going to ruin my life. Cause that's the thing, right? People tell you stories. Well, you got to get it filed. If you don't do it right, they'll assess you. And then they'll just take, they'll garnish. It. I'm like, Holy fuck. People always go worst case scenario. Plus people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. But mm. long story short is it's done. It's over. It's in the rear view. Every year has gone well. And, uh, I don't know. I guess I'll have to find something new to worry about all the time. try to get ahead of 2018 so i can get it done and filed right away it's just uh i think that's the thing with the 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 government something like if i'm i'm obviously an anxious person you guys can hear it when i talk in the podcast you hear just about anything i do it's just that idea like of of the government just coming in like finances are such a fucking tricky thing for a lot of people tricky in the sense just like everyone worries about money right it's a reasonable thing to say a lot of people worry about money so the idea that like you already feel like you're scrimping and trying to get by. And then you're like, oh, by the way, if you fuck this up, something is going to come in and just take a chunk of money you don't have. Or you're going to owe a bunch of money you don't have. Right? It's like, that's why something happens to your car that you don't know about. Immediately the, the fucking panic happens because you're like, well, what's this going to cost me? How much money am I going to lose to something that I totally didn't anticipate? Right? So you mix those fucking events in with, oh, whatever. I, you know what? I think I'm going on and on explaining something that you get. I think you get it. And I apologize. All I'm saying is, God, does it ever feel good to like, just, It feels like such a weight off my chest to be done with taxes. Cause I feel like I felt like every single day waking up, I'm like, I got to do my taxes today. And then just every mental excuse, right. It, just to not, not do it, find other things, other little smaller tasks to do. Now I feel like, honestly, I feel like I could, I could have a day where I just pick up a, a, a you know, my Xbox controller or my PlayStation controller. Yeah, I have both. Yeah, I have both. Uh, <laughs> and just, I think, I feel like I'm at the point where I could waste a day in video games and and be okay with it. You know, I always say to you guys, like, I, felt gu- I feel guilty whenever I watch a movie or something like that. Listen, last few days since those taxes were done, oh my God, I have wasted some time. You know, still doing good, still being a good bitch in other regards. But the fact of the matter is I have been able to just watch a show and not been like no you gotta you gotta be doing something else and that's something else when i've, I've used that analogy several times that's something else was always taxes first in my head whenever i was fucking around in my head to be like you know you should there's other things you need to be doing nobody like, oh, go you're like what and they go you know you know what you should be doing oh fuck i gotta yeah i do have to do that no no no, no, no. i'll go downstairs i'll do some food prep or you know I'll, I'll go go to the gym maybe or I'll fucking no 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 go write some comedy writing comedy will now be the new thing But since there's no actual deadline, you know, except for the day of my death, there's no, there's no immediacy for that. So I know that I can do some writing for some days and then, uh, you know, I can take a day and go just do what you want to do, you know, maybe, maybe jump on the ellipse before 20 minutes. And then, and then the rest of the day you go ahead, you pick up that controller and you escape into some fantasy land where you're fighting dragons and befriending fairies (laughs) Because I do like those fantasy style games. I think I'm just, uh, you guys are hearing a a minor mental breakdown. I'm just falling apart. Um, I I just, it feels good. This is like, this is like that, that ha ha ha, like lunacy moment where a guy goes rolling around in a field of flowers. He's lost his mind with happiness. This is, this is me right now. I feel wonderful about being done these goddamn taxes. That's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm taking 20 minutes to say. Um, so after having done that and playing the exit games, I got up Saturday morning, a new lease on life. And what did I do? First thing I did waking up, I think we drank a lot and it's Saturday. So I don't know we early on Saturdays is, uh, I think I got up at like 10 o'clock in the morning and I drove to Bayshore. I drove across the city. Uh, cause when I was there with my friend, Vanessa, I got Torino grill and I don't know if that's around other places, but let me tell you, it is couscous with nice vegetables on uh, vegetable sauce on the couscous. Oh, delicious couple different kinds of rice right peppers and broccoli medley on top of that you know they give you a nice scoop of hummus scoop of garlic sauce and then uh and then chicken a nice piece of pre but oh let me tell you just it's just nice veggies yeah there's carbs but it's delicious with hummus and garlic oh my god it was good I had that on uh, on Tuesday night it was so goddamn good that on Saturday when I woke up I said yeah yeah, I can I can have I can have something a little bad for myself. It's good for you and bad for you. All right. Cause it's pretty healthy. There's a lot of a lot of veggies and things like that, you know? But uh I went there Saturday morning and I crushed I crushed the entire thing. Usually I'll I'll take the pita that they give you and I'll throw some of the meat and the rice and everything there, I'll wrap it all up in the pita, and then that's a sandwich for later. And then I eat the remainder. I crushed all of it. And was I full? You bet your fucking ass I felt sick. <laughs> I ate myself full and sick, but still felt great about it. I go, I go, get up, blow some money, drive across the city just for a meal, just cause you want to, you've earned it. And that was my celebration meal all by myself at 11 o'clock in the morning at Bayshore shopping center. And then I went to the LCBO. You bet I did, but Josh, you drinking. Yep. I'm uh, not drinking problem. I haven't had a drink yet today. As a matter of fact, I think, um, but yeah, I went to the LCBO and I picked up some bottles of wine again. I'm enjoying my wine. Uh, I'm trying to, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not really trying to say I'm trying to drink less. I'm not trying to drink less. I'm trying to drink differently. <laughs> um, I, I enjoy having the wine. I'm, I'm trying to use the wine as a, as an incentive to read more which sounds like the stupidest fucking logic. I'm like, ah, pour myself a nice glass of wine. And I mean a nice glass, not a $10 bottle. No, no, get yourself a nice little $20 bottle. Nice red. I think I like, I personally enjoy drinking red wine while reading. Uh, I find that red wines just have more character. White wines taste better. So if they're, if you're doing something social and you're going to be, and you know, you're going to be drinking a few glasses, white's nicer, easier on the, the lips and the palate. I find personally but I do find red wine has a lot more character to it. So a nice sipping. If you're sipping on it every now and again, that taste going to be your mouth for a little bit. I like a red wine. Um, I'm like, uh, my favorites are cab soves, but I am poking around in different areas, trying to try some different ones. I got a Syrah the other day, which is the same berry as Shiraz, but, uh, but I got a couple of award winners. There was a nice little clearance going on. So I got a, I got a $25 bottle, six bucks off and I got a, I think it was like a $30 bottle at $7 off. So, uh, I'm excited to crack those bad boys. Telling you right now, the LCBO has deals on wine all the time. You guys have told you before Go into the LCBO. That's the, the liquor board in Ontario. I'm sure every liquor store in North America has something like this, but go into their fucking clearance section, man. Find something delicious. That's got a good hefty reduction on it and, uh, and have yourself a good time. All right. So yeah, on my way home. Long story short, I I picked up a few bottles of wine. I came back and I fucked the dog all day. For anyone who doesn't know what that means, I did sweet F all. Um, I actually watched uh, Thor Ragnarok with Jay. (laughs) He was on the phones for Absolute. So we were just sitting around watching Thor Ragnarok. And then I had a a show at the Best Western. Yeah, fancy hotel, right? It was uh, was a one-nighter. The, uh, the group, the group, I happy birthday, Phil. It was a birthday party for Phil. Phil is uh, a great dude. It was, uh, it was his birthday. We started quite late, but we were having a good time. They gave us a wicked, wicked bar, uh, tab. So, um, they're just like, yeah, he's like, he's like, go ahead to the bar. You guys have all got a, a tab there. So, so help yourselves to whatever you want to drink. Uh, he was super gracious, the birthday boy, everything like that. Um, the group of people were, uh, were, uh, how do I phrase this? You know, what would they, what would they be okay with me saying to the world? Um, he, Phil was pretty open about it. So I'm, I'm going to trust in, in him that he's okay with saying like, he's a, you know, he's a, a reformed gentleman who used to live in a place with bars on windows is that vague enough and direct enough? Um, good dude. Yeah. He's, he makes no qualms about the fact that he's, uh, you know, he's, uh, a, a, a former convict or whatever. Um, again, I hope that's the term, but, um, he was great. His people were great. Like, I gotta tell you, like one of the coolest, nicest, most reformed, like, uh, most reformed <laughs> that's not, this is I was trying to say. Cause my brain's still working on the right terminology. Not re- Like, he was gracious. Uh, he was, he was on the mic having a good time. He had a great sense of humor. Like they were basically saying that the, the, the dirtier and the more racy we could be, the more fun he would have. And so, um, the show was great. It was myself, Colin O'Brien, Michael Friedman, Ryan Denis, uh, Ryan, uh, the, the feature act came all the way from Kingston. um, he too knows people who've, who've basically had experience, uh, you know, in, the in the correctional system. One second. I'm just There's those allergies coming back. Um, but yeah, so he was, it, honestly, he was a really good choice for the, for the headliner for that show too, just because, uh, just with Ryan's experiences, um, it's, uh, you know, like I said, knows, knows a lot, but basically like I said, from Kingston, right? Cause Kingston has, I think a few correctional facilities too. So, uh, he's familiar with that kind of culture and stuff like that. Um, it was a good show all in all. Sorry for all the clicking guys. All, it was a good show all in all. We had a great time. Stayed there pretty late in the night, having some drinks, with those boys. Um, I haven't had that much fun at a one night in a while. So, uh, have a good Saturday night, basically wake up, have a fucking huge meal, make myself sick. Go booze shopping, sit on my ass and watch movies, and then go get paid a a good amount of money to fuck around. I got a pretty good life. I really, I don't know why I get on this podcast every week and then bitch about things. I think I've been, in all fairness, I've received feedback in the past from some of the episodes where people are like, dude, you just, you get on and you just sound like you're unhappy. And I'm like, no, that's, that's the way those weeks were. I guess I was unhappy for a period of time. And I hope that there's more positivity in the podcast. Now I do enjoy just getting on and being like, ah, oh, it's fine. I mean, it's just some, it's sometimes the worst shit that happens to you, uh, not the worst shit, but sometimes the bad shit that happens to you is what sticks around in your head, right? Like you guys know that, um, from like a marketing standpoint and customer service and all this shit, when it comes to like retail and businesses is, you know, that the, the fact is you're 10 times more likely to talk about a bad experience than a good one. Right? Like people send, people will, will more likely send an email or write a review about your business because they had a bad experience. It's not going to be like, just wanted to send an email saying I had great service from a, you Now I you have great service. You go, oh, thanks a lot. And then you leave. They have a bad experience. You're like, how do I burn this mother down? I'm going to blow you up on Twitter. I'm going to fucking attack you on Yelp. Like, so just in terms of the psychology and Ooh, that might be a little foreshadowing for my book of the week, but, uh the psychology behind all that stuff is that your 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 brain you hang on to negative experiences they're more prominent in your head than than the good ones right we we compartmentalize them differently all i'm saying is that yeah there's some times where the podcast is negative because maybe the week was negative you know maybe you guys hear some of the shit i bitch about and go oh i could have let go of that so easy well good for you then Good for you and your fucking ivory tower life of happiness <laughs> and constant joy and problem solving without fucking getting pissed off. Um, I, I hate allergies too, huh? Have I bitched about my allergies? I have. One sec. I gotta do this fucking thing. I don't know if it was like this last August. We'll get to a point where every year, excuse me. Hey, how about that shit? Oh, sorry, guys. Not editing that out too. <laughs> I think that might be a podcast first. You've now heard me blow my nose on the podcast. I don't know if I had to, to deal with any of that last year. I had a good supply of Benadryl, and I don't remember quite my habits podcast, because remember last August, actually last August around this time, I was in uh, Terrytown, New York. Um matter of fact, on this exact date last year, August 13th, I was in Terrytown, New York for my buddy Paul Verzi's, uh taping. So me and Kamar. Headed down there, had a great fucking time, and I'll tell you the ragweed in New York isn't anywhere near the amount of ragweed there is in fucking Ottawa. And I could tell you, even if I was congested this time last year, I probably would have paid it no mind. I was, uh, I was so excited. What a fucking amazing weekend! What an amazing weekend! This week, this this year's, uh, this year's so far today. Nah, I'm gonna say not as exciting. <laughs> Yeah no, what a great time! Thanks again for coming with me, Kamara. I know you're listening to the podcast, buddy, and I, uh, I I did have a great time with you. We had a we had a fucking awesome trip. We had so much fun. Fucking our Airbnb, we had deer deer just wandering around our Airbnb. We were in Jersey, in fucking Jersey, and uh, yeah. Did you guys know? Here's a little fun fact. I may have said it in the podcast last year, but by then I wasn't keeping notes as as good as I am now. Um, there's no such thing as uh, self serve gas in new jersey right because I, I know that like here full serve costs you more so you know i we were driving around it was like full serve full serve, full serve. Like, i just asked the guy at one point i'm like hey dude is there any like self-serve gas stations around here and he's like not nah, new jersey man i'm from new york man i'm from new york new york we pump our own gas man we make fun of people here man oh you can't pump your own gas what the fuck i was like man there's so much american flavor in jersey not New Jersey, man. <laughs> this is fucking awesome. Um, yeah. So going back to what the fuck was I talking about? Feeling good, right? It's going to be a it's, I'm, I think the last point that I can remember concretely that I can put my foot on and stand stable on is the fact that um, I think that the podcasts have been a little bit more upbeat. Huh? Even if it's a bad week, try to approach it in a ha 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 funny way, as opposed to a just... Thank God there's no razor blade sitting directly in front of me ways. So had a great time, uh, I had a great time this weekend, man. I did my, my, uh, my poor mother, she got sick. And so, uh, normally I would run errands with her on Sunday, but I did my errands solo, man. I, uh, they, they, we're working on some projects, the house, I picked up some stuff for them at Home Depot, but since they were sick, I didn't want them coming anywhere near me. So I did my solo errands, went to Home Depot. I did my Costco shopping. I went to home sense and I, yeah, by myself, like a man. I even said that to one of the chicks there. She was looking at me funny, one of the employees. And I say, I know I'm not supposed to be in home sense unless I'm export. (laughs) What is it? Uh, escorted by a female right? Cause there's lots of guys in, in home sense, but they are usually with their wives or girlfriends or whatever, right? Or in my case, my mother, mom, can I look at th- <laughs> mom? Look how pretty these couch cushions are, ma'am, ma'am. Um, I did a huge, uh, organize again. It's Monday. So I can say yesterday, um, I did a big organize. I came back and I organized all of my stuff again. I just, I uh, have a room at this place. Got a lot of stuff in it, but I did a big, big organize to just try to get rid of some stuff. Um, make a little bit better use of the space that I have. Cause again, too, just reading that minimalist book by DK, what was it called? Less. Um, there, there was a bunch of sections on it about just how the more stuff is that's in your space, the more your mind can see it and cause anxiousness. And I gotta be honest with you ever since I've been more, more, uh, I don't want to say truthful. I just don't like saying the same word twice in one sentence ever since I've been more honest with myself about, you know, potentially having anxieties and stuff. I just felt like I just wasn't organized. I'm like, no, no, no nothing wrong with me. Right. Cause people look at anxiety like fuck, where did I, Oh, uh, it was on that three mic special with, with Neil Brennan. People look at anxiety and, you know, uh, depression and things like that. There's a lot of people who still just think that if you say you're depressed, then you're just some pussy or whatever that can't, you know, that just doesn't want to do anything or whatever. Like depression can be particularly debilitating. I know I, I have definitely suffered from it at times, Um, and fears and anxieties and, um, neuroses and things like that. Like, I know I can definitely, like my mom for, for like the longest time, she's just like, Oh, you're just anal. Like I wouldn't talk to her about anxiety or anything like that. But I would say like, you know, something would happen, whatever. And she's like, Oh, you're so anal. I'm like, no, you just, it's, it's not, I'm not trying to be anal. I've got anxieties about something. So like the thing is like, if I'm trying to organize something and then like a bunch of people are like, Oh, let's help. And then everyone starts grabbing things and moving things. I I know that there's probably a few people out here listening who can maybe relate. Maybe some are like, what the hell's wrong with you is if you're trying to, and obviously it's a, a bit of a control thing too. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's kind of how people with anxieties and whatnot are able to deal with them is by, by maintaining a certain level of control. But the thing is, if you, if you're trying to do something and a bunch of people just come and start grabbing things and moving things like you may as well in that moment yourself be autistic, right? It's like, oh, don't touch his earphones. Like, because in your head now, the only difference is that someone who's autistic and I and I could be wrong. So get ready to jump down my throats. It's fine. But someone who's autistic, if they lose their shit, there's a certain level of understanding, right? Because you're like, oh, he's autistic. And they, they have these little outbursts. Um, whereas, someone with anxiety or, or neuroses or anything like that, where you start moving shit around, like I want to have that fucking outburst, but my logical mind is like, dude, you can't fucking do it. So I'm like, uh, guys, guys, stop, stop, stop. just, just, can you leave it there for a sec, please? Just leave it, leave it there. I'm going to get to, I, I've got an I, order of things that I need to do it. People are like, nah, being so anal. It's not, it's just that if you start grabbing things and moving things, I can't watch what everyone's doing and, and still keep track of it. So I don't know. I I, ho- I hope there's a few people out there who understand what I'm saying that they can be like, no, that's that's exactly what it's like. If you, I'm not saying that's all that there is to anxiety. Anxiety has got so many different branches and affects you so many different ways. But the idea is just, just some, a small example of anxiety is just like, cause everything's anxiety means like you could just have fucking anxiety attacks all the time. Panic attacks. It's not even so much that like they're panic. Sometimes you I Do get the occasional panic attack. And it's not debilitating for me. It's more of like I'm overthinking things and I think of shit that scares me or frightens me. And then my body will literally, and I'm using that word correctly, literally go into a fight or flight state and release adrenaline. So I like, like I've talked before about one of my biggest fears being death. If I start to think about death and then like to really wrap my head around it and, and and it's, that shit always happens to me when I'm laying in bed is, I will think about something that, that, that worries me or whatever. And then when I, when I think about death and how, like how, uh, certain it is and everything like around it and that level of fear is so much that my, my body will release adrenaline and I will blast out of bed. Like, like the way what's her face, uh, come on, Uma Thurman pops off the floor in, uh, Pulp Fiction. And here's the thing. I can't do an ab crunch guys to save my life right now. I'm still too heavy to be able to, well, I could, I could do one or two and then I'm fucking spent, but it still takes me a little bit to pull myself up. When I have one of those releases, I'm fucking head up out of bed, everything. And I don't mean like, Oh, I'm talking like I literally jump out of bed abs up. Like, like I may as well be doing one of those old John Claude Van Damme flips where you're laying on your back and you kick your legs. up and you hoist yourself up with your abs. Pretty much that. Pretty much that shy of the the whole fact that it's like I'm whipping myself all momentum. It's like like body up and then jumping out of bed. anyways, the fact of the matter is that that to me is like my experience. but then it's over. As soon as I pop up out of bed, like the adrenalines released and I'm like Jesus Christ and I fucking move around for a couple of seconds. I'm like, oh. like it, it literally it's and it's fight or flight. That's your your body is literally releasing the adrenaline because I in that moment, I have cornered myself mentally with such a fear that my body doesn't realize it's just a concept that I'm thinking of or not, not a concept, but I'm, I'm thinking of something. The fear is not really there or sorry, the the threat is not really there in front of me, but my body knows how scared my mind has gotten and has released that as a way of trying to give me a chance at survival. Like, does that, I hope that that makes sense, but that's what anxiety can be. And that's what a panic attack can be for some is maybe they, maybe they're getting the the adrenaline released slower, or maybe their panic builds in their body. Who knows? But the idea is that that you, you, anxiety is just the thought and the, the fear and, and building yourself up into something to the point where you can't even focus properly because your mindset's in fear. I think, I think one time, a long time ago, and I could be wrong, but I think it was crystal that was telling me like, um, your brain, your brain's like, uh, it's always thinking of, of fears that are not really there. Like it's not a real fear, but your is is, you know, um, manifesting it as if it was real right in front of you. And you have to, you, you almost in, when you feel it starting, try to con- try to remember that like, this is not a real thing that's right in front of you. Like even just, we all have little, little concerns and stuff like, uh, oh, you know, paying the bills and shit like that. Am I going to make enough money? And where am I going to be in a year? Like human beings have, have become, we've, we've conditioned ourselves to always be asking questions that kind of don't necessarily need to be asked all the time, but we're always asking. We're always sort of creating our own little, panics and concern. I don't want to say in panic, isn't right. I know not everyone panics, but a lot of people are just concerned all the time. Stressed is another example, right? Like if you, if you can't understand the concept of someone having anxiety, but you walk around talking about stress, like just know anxiety is just the, whatever, whatever you're stressed out is like some people are walking around in that state all the time. And then guess what? They get even further. They get their stressed out version of already maximum your stress, whatever. All I'm saying is, um, I, I don't know where the fuck I started that big, long rant, to be honest with you. Um, I think I was just trying to say that I am getting better with my own shit. Like, like the more I'm, I'm upfront and honest about the fact that I've got, you know, anxieties and stuff. And so rather than just trying to pull my, pull myself together, right. Like didn't denying the fact that I've obviously got something that, that causes me to, to head towards negative thoughts and stresses and shit like that. But, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I, I going back to that, that less book or whatever, just having the organization or whatever, like you, you, the more shit you have out, I think this is what led to it is the more shit that you have out in, in your space or whatever, the more it looks like things you have to do, the more your brain has to like, has to focus on all these different things. And it sort of all reminds you of shit that you have to do kind of thing. Maybe not necessarily shit you have to do, but, but just, if you look at a wall of books and you haven't read any of them, there might be a little bit of a pressure like, no, I should read some of these books. You know what I mean? If you have a pile of clothes in the fort, as I discussed earlier, then it's like, oh, maybe I should pick this shit up and throw it in the fucking wash, you know, or organize it or give some of it away. You know, oh, look at all these, these, I don't know. Fuck. I don't know. It's not my job to give examples, you know, but you're the one who brought it up. Well, valid point, but I'm going to move on from it. I think too, that's another, one of the reasons why a lot of the books I choose to read from DK and whatnot are ones about mindfulness and, you know, eating better and everything like that, because, you know. Uh, a lot of people have said that, uh, that in order to have a good mental state, you need to have a good, you know, you need to take care of your body too. I think, so. I think it was Colin O'Brien as a matter of fact, it was like, you know, take care of your body and the rest of the stuff sort of, sort of gets better too. So that's why the mindfulness books, the, the minimalism books, the, Uh, essential oils for just the synapses, right? Because I thought that was one of the funniest things. When I saw that book, I was like, I I'd be interested to learn a little bit of this. I'm like, I'm like, everyone's going to bust my balls for reading an essential oils book. But when I read the book and it was talking about all the different ways that smells and scents and oils can, can activate the brain and, and cause it to remember calmer states and whatnot, um, like that, that like guy's saying too, like we all know to put tea tree oil on, on burns and skin things, right? No one's like, that's fucking hocus pocus. Like there's just oils that you know, to use in certain times, right? So this is more of like, okay, well you use this for that, just to smell that creates this, it goes into your cerebellum uh, and, and makes your, you know, your limbic system or whatever the fuck it is. I can't remember which, which set was where it was just one of those, like you can calm yourself literally through using your senses right? Smell something that will induce a calmness with anti-anxiety and stuff. So I thought it was fascinating. Read that fucking book. It was great book. Great book sitting on the shelf. I'm going to go through it and try some things a little bit later on. I got to, I want to, you know, when this trip is over again, I'm not spending any money on stuff like that until, until I've gone to this Los Angeles, right? This is going to be the fucking, the defibrillator to my comedy career go down to Los Angeles. I'm going to take my A material on some stages there. And I'm going to watch absolute monsters that I've never heard of before. Just, just the the LA level of open micro, I assume. Um, and, and comic and just, just try to hold my A shit up against the stuff that they're doing and use it as a, hopefully a shot in the arm to, to, you know, fucking bring it right. I'm going to be, I'm going to be Rocky, Rocky in one of those montages where he loses. <laughs> I'm going to go have the fight not be ready for it, right? Think that with all my experience that I've had in the past and all my successes I've had in the past, I'm like it's going to be good enough. I'm going to get in the ring with these fucking guys and I'm going to get knocked the fuck out. And I'm going to be I'm going to be that story where I get up, right? And I start punching meat in the freezer, I start carrying logs through the woods, running up mountains in Russia. I'll be like, "Now I'm ready." And then I come back with new stronger dick jokes <laughs> to fight my competitors. So, uh, yeah. But uh, but that's why that's why all the books you know on psychology and and you know eating better and yoga and mindfulness and all that stuff is just, it just it really does help with the anxiety and I can't wait to get back into yoga I gotta I gotta reminds me of another thing I need to do get a hold of my buddy John at uh, Yoga Town I think that uh, we might have an, another partnership opening up um, I got my crew um, well we may as well close off the week all right today I Ubered with my allergies, I took a Benadryl fallen asleep behind the wheel, just in the sense it was really, really drowsy. And I was like, all right, I got to stop. Um, but I ended up way out, way out in Canada. So I dropped off the ride. Am I going to pull over to sleep? There was a Costco there and I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll catch a few Z's and then uh, wake up when Costco was open and uh, do a little bit of last minute shopping for my Toronto trip. Uh, to which I did and I went to the gym with my buddy, Peter got a workout in, came back and had a nap, right? Cause, uh, two hours of driving, hour shopping, right. Hour at the gym. That's uh that's nap worthy. <laughs> Isn't it right. I'm bitching about my life. My, my, my days is, is I got a good life. I got a good life guys. Um, but yeah, I, I went to sleep and then I woke up the Benadryl had worn off and, uh, back to the itchy eyes and everything like that and the sneezing and the blowing the nose and all that stuff that you've heard. So, um, I'm actually out of my, my allergy medication. So I'm thinking of, of doing the, Tell me, tell me if this works, for, you know, if you guys run into this is I, I will take like Benadryl for a few days and I, I only started getting drowsy off it the last couple of years. I used to never get drowsy off of it, but, uh, take Benadryl, get drowsy off of it. Um, you know, and it will work for a couple of days and then it stops working. And then I got to switch to like one of the 24 hour ones. You know, and I'll switch to 24 hour ones and I'll like work for a day or two. But then the problem is like halfway through the day, it stops working and I can't take another one because it's like 24 hours and don't mix it with anything like that. Right. You Google them. There's a lot of people do. I don't know if I've ever talked about this before, but I've certainly thought it. There's a lot of people who don't give a fuck what the directions on a bottle of pills say. You know, they'll be like, I oh, just take like three Tylenol it's like, yeah, but It says like maximum two. Like we should take three. They're like, yeah. I've seen people take four of something. You're supposed to take two of. And they're like, ah, it's all right. I go. What do you mean it's all right? You're playing with drugs. Who the fuck told you that that was okay? They're like, oh, I just I have a really bad headache. I'm like, that's why you take two instead of one. I don't know. Some people just take more of stuff. But I like the 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 effects of some of these like you know the areas. I get the generic style areas from Costco, but. It's like those ones you're not supposed to mix them with other stuff because you can the 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 what it does to like your nervous system, like how it affects your nervous system, and people are like, ah, just take a Benadryl. I know that there's ones that you can overlap. So if you take one of something, you can take something else. I haven't done all the the research. I've I've looked at it a few years back, but the fact of the matter is, and what I'm getting at is, I I have to keep switching up what allergy medications I take. And I get it bad. I get it from like this point in August till end of September with the ragweed. So I have to keep mixing shit up because it'll work for a few days. And then I got to whip something else onto it, you know, do a 24 hour one, then go back to, you know, something else, Claritin, Claritin, Arius, Dristan, Benadryl, you know, Allegra, you got to keep switching it up. What a fun. So if anyone has something that works for them, if anyone has gone through that, like it, I, I would love to have your suggestions. Now, if anyone's like, oh, I just use this. And if you, if it's, you use it all season and you never have a problem, then nah, I don't want to hear about it. You know, I, I have tried all of them, but if, if you've tried, if you're like me and you have to keep switching stuff up because it stops to work, stops working after, you know, a week or two, but then you found a solution that works. I'm up for it. Um, alternatively too, if you have any other, like, suggestions for allergies, um, would love to hear them. I mean, I guess even if you've just never had issues, if you've had really bad allergies and you found one thing that works, I might be willing to try something again. I don't know if you have to do it long-term. Some people are like, we got to start taking them for a few weeks before they start to work. I don't know. I I hate fucking allergies is all I'm saying. So I leave for Toronto tomorrow morning, which for you guys will have been yesterday. Um, and I'll tell you all about that. I'm doing a kangaroo ride thing, new, uh, new service where I now have two full trips. So I leave Ottawa, I bring three passengers with me. We leave at 1030 in the morning. We drive to Toronto, easy peasy. Um, they drop them off right near the club. And uh, Bob's your uncle, a little bit of cash for, uh, you know, for driving there. So basically saves me the the cost of, of you know, forking out the money for gas myself, a little bit of company in the car. And, uh, and that's that uh, same thing back, leave Toronto on Monday morning. So you guys know, I usually leave Sunday night. And just drive back, get home late. So I have the day back to myself, but this way, you know, I make a little bit of money and, uh, again, have passengers leave early and I'm going to Uber in Toronto in the morning. So, um, this, this upcoming week, you know, I usually do it after the, uh, the ads or whatever, but, uh, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll wait till then. All I'm saying is I'm, I'm, I, my plan for Toronto in terms of just while I'm there is I intend to, um, I intend to Uber in the mornings. So I'm going to get up and try to get out in the roads and Uber in Toronto and see, you see how good it is there. Um, I'm obviously not as familiar with Toronto as I am Ottawa, but, um, I'm just going to tell people when they come in, I'll go, I'm going to follow the directions here. If you want me to go any alternative routes, uh, happy to do it, but I might need directions. So if someone's like, Oh, don't take this, take whatever. I'll go groovy. Where's that? <laughs> you know? So I'm going to Uber in the morning. I'm going to come back. I've already done like part of that portioning and meal prep I did this week was I portioned, I'm starting to do uh, use up some of my, uh, my Vega, um, like protein shakes. So with going to the gym and lifting the weights at home, it's uh, a good way to, uh, you know, just get a meal in me quick, get me some of the greens and, uh, vitamins and stuff that I need, but I'm bringing them to, uh, to Toronto with me. So I'm going to wake up almond milk, Vega, Vega protein, boom, boom, chug that down. There's the first meal of the day gone. I'm also bringing my coffee too. Uh, got a nice little, uh, jar. I, tr- I prepped that up, ground up a jar of true North from Starbucks and, uh, bring that with me. So I'll, I'll brew the, brew a thing of coffee, chug my, my Vegas shake, and then get the fuck out in the road. Start, uh, start making that Uber money. I'm going to come back and have, um, have, I made some, uh, some like granola Kia, uh, you know, uh, hemp heart sort of mixed stuff. So I'm come back and have like a little granola breakfast with almond milk, right? Trying to keep it. Relatively healthy, and then uh, I've got some chicken that I made up, chicken and rice that I made up that I'm going to be bringing with me to Toronto too. So have some decent little uh, meals in the area. Who the hell is this? Huh? And a little text from Uber. Here's your code. My code for what? I didn't ask for anything. Um, maybe their ears were burning <laughs> from me talking about them. So. Um, yeah, come back, have my breakfast right across the street from the condo is a good life. So I'm going to, I'm going to bring my workout shit and then try to try to hit that up. My goal is to be done my Ubering and my workout by like noon, maybe one o'clock every day. Then, uh, there's a, again, what's right around the corner A fucking awesome Starbucks. So my goal is to go around the corner and try to get a couple hours of, you know, work writing in and, uh, and then fuck around with some new jokes, uh, while I'm doing the shows at night. So that's my, that's my plan for Toronto, right? And then when the shows are over, don't stick around and drink all night, get back to the condo, hit the hay, get up an Uber and, uh, and do that up. Okay. So that's, that's what I got. Uh, that's what I got going on. I started watching orange, uh, orange is the new black again, season five, not the new season, season five. Cause I got into just in terms of being able to watch shows again, I got into, uh, sorry. Got into watching a little bit of TV again, again, guilt-free. But uh, I think season six of Orange is the New Black just came out and a few people were saying that it's good. I also know, like Crystal and I were watching season five back when we were together, and uh, I think both of us found it particular. Like we found that all of like, if I've talked about this already, I'm sorry. I, just, I have had this conversation with a few people and I, I don't think I've had it with you guys. Um, Orange is the New Black, I enjoyed it when it first came out. It had fo- like It had some good comic relief, but there was still a sense of urgency and fear being in a prison system. And in season, like the, like the later part of season four and the first part of season five, they were, they, they just made the, they made so much joking and they made the characters really, really stupid. Like they started to make the, the, the characters so stupid that they were just saying really dumb things. Like they were turning them all into like, uh, Matt LeBlanc and Lisa Kudrow from friends you know, just where they would just say the dumbest things. And it was supposed to be funny, but like Crystal and I would just look at each other and be like, really? You know, like I, I started rewatching the fifth season again because I couldn't remember what had happened. Um, we quit halfway through anyways, and I couldn't remember what episode I quit. So I just started over the season. But there's one that's like, oh my God, we need a key to get in here. She's like, what? You know the key? She's like, oh, we need a skeleton key. No way, man. No way. Skeletons freak me out. It's like, really? That's the That's the joke. And there's so many... Oh, like they just, they just said dumb little kid things to each other. We got here first, fir- we, first, firsties, worsties or whatever, like just stupid little things, you know, going out of their way to just like, I think that, that people really liked the, the Suzanne character or whatever, crazy eyes. And she would say silly things because she was obviously, she was on the spectrum. Um, but then they just started having other characters say really dumb things and, and whatnot. And then just before you knew it, every character was dumb saying stupid things. And you'd laugh like um not tasty. Whatever. I, if you guys don't even know the show, then you don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. One of the characters, though, who's just she's never been bright, but she never said dumb things. Now she's now she's saying things, she's messing up the name. She was almost honestly, they, they were almost trying to do what Ricky does on trailer park boys. Where he's just like, oh, you know, worst case Ontario. I'm watching these goddamn d- documentaries on Saskatchewan's. What do you mean, Sasquatch? You know, I passed my test with flying carpets. Um, but anyways, the the fact that I just started doing that shit. So I I, I lost interest. I'm like, so I'm supposed to be about prison and the fucking how scary it is to be in prison and how to make how to make life in prison work. And it's just a bunch of jokes. Like nothing felt serious or worrisome. It's like you you chicks are just fucking around all the time. It's like a goddamn country club. You just all dress the same. Right. So nobody has to fucking shit on anybody else's attire. So it's all just, we're all just wearing the same thing. And, uh, yeah. So stopped watching it. I've started watching that again. I'm hoping to get to the end of it. Cause I have heard that season six, they're trying to, uh, get their shit back on track. Like I'm sure the feedback, cause that's what a lot of people said. The ones I was talking to too, is they said stopped watching season five because it just, it just seemed too too silly and stupid. So I've heard season six is good. My, uh, my mother binged, watched it. Uh, when she was feeling ill so i figure okay well she 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 also felt it was kind of dumb season five but she watched season she watched it all and then she watched season six so she said it's it's much better so that's that's what i'm doing all right well all that's that was pointless fucking rant right um time to talk about our partners guys our partners who first one is always uncle john's bathroom readers from portablepress.com and uh it's funny i i grabbed this article a while back. I was going to read it a few episodes back when I was talking about playing Splendor and whatnot, but uh, Splendor is a game that uh, like I said, Simon, my roommate, um, my mom has played uh, the few people who've played it. It's a very easy game to learn, but it's, it definitely, uh, you know, there's some strategy to be developed in it. Um, a lot of fun, but it's a game where you play a covetous jeweler and uh, you're, you're making, you're making jewelry and uh, all sorts of stuff like that. And, uh, they, they have all sorts of different gemstones in it and even gold. And I found this article not too long ago. That's called that's rich. So some interesting facts about gold and gemstones. I thought it'd be a perfect little article. Just of course, maybe a few weeks too late after talking about all that stuff. So sorry, I got to keep sipping on something or the itch in the back of my throat from the allergy just gets unbearable. Ah, so some interesting facts about gold and gemstones. Where was the first U.S. gold rush? Not California. It was North Carolina in 1803. Started when a boy found a 17-pound nugget on his father's farm. It supplied all the gold for the nation's mint until 1829. So when I read that... I was like that fucking nugget supplied all the gold till 1829. So I just, the way they've got it formatted here, uh, I had to go back and reread it. So it's North Carolina in 1803. It supplied all the gold from the nation's mint until 1829. It says North Carolina, not that fucking nugget. Uh, it is estimated that only about 100,000 tons of gold have been mined during all of recorded history. Uh, the word garnet comes from the Latin word for pomegranate. Garnets were thought to resemble pomegranate seeds. Uh, Garnet is actually my birthstone because I was born in January legend says that one day Cupid cut Venus's fingernails while she was sleeping and left the clippings scattered on the ground so that no part of Venus would ever disappear. The fates turned them into stone. The stone onyx Greek for fingernail, the chemical, sorry, the chemical formula for lapis lazuli, uh, N-A-C-A-8-A-L-S-I, uh, 12,024, so O four. It's basically the chemical, it's a bunch of goofy numbers. If you really want to see how goofy all of that shit, I just read is just look at it. It's just a bunch of fucking letters. It looks like bed mass, you know, exponents and whatnot. Uh, the chemical formula for diamond C. So basically lapis lazuli is a crazy complicated one. The chemical formula for diamond is C carbon that I know, uh, the name turquoise comes from the fact that it was first brought to Europe from the Mediterranean by Levantine traders, also known as Turk. So turquoise from the Turks. Why did Constantinople get the works? That's nobody's business but the Turks. The California Gold Rush yielded 125 million ounces of gold from 1850 to 1875, more than uh, more than had been in the previous 350 years, and worth more than 50 billion dollars today. From 330 BC to 1237 AD, most of the world's emeralds came from Cleopatra's mine in Egypt. Emeralds are pretty. I don't know if I've ever seen one like. There's an Emerald City in the Wizard of Oz. It'd probably be a pretty penny now if you smashed it down. All they'd have to do is say that there was weapons of mass destruction under the Emerald City, and they could go in and bomb it and then pick up all the shattered uh, emeralds, right? Go in and be like, why are they taking all the emeralds? I thought they were here for weapons of mass destruction. That's nah, just, that's uh, what we got to do. For some reason, they're they're having a bidding war over who gets to, to mine the emeralds and who gets the, the uh the, the, the damage control on the, the emeralds, right? The, the waste management project of getting rid of all that shattered emeralds, political organic gems, uh, amber, which is petrified tree sap, at least 30 million years old coral, which is the exoskeletons of sea creatures, coral polyps, uh, used as a gem since the iron age pearls from oysters, ivory, which is elephant tusks, of course, and uh tagua nut. Never heard of it. Very hard, small blue, white nut of the tagua palm, a substitute for ivory. Uh, ancient Greeks named amber from the word electron because rubbing amber gives off static electricity. Uh, the rarest gem is painite. And I think I'm saying that right. Pain, I-T-E, painite, discovered in Burma. Fewer than 10 specimens exist in the world. Uh, lastly, gold is recycled. Results... Uh, sorry, result jewelry purchased today may contain gold mined in prehistoric times. And the running feet at the bottom of this one says that pearl of wisdom, a baby oyster is called a spat. And, uh, and that's it guys. That's the, uh, that's rich. My partner is portable at DK. And who's next absolute comedy. Of course, uh, as I mentioned before, I will be at absolute comedy all week in Toronto. So you'll be hearing this on Wednesday, which means you've probably missed my spectacular performance on Tuesday night. I I'm certain I brought that. house. <laughs> <laughs> brought the house down. But I'm in Absolute Comedy in Toronto from the 14th to the 16th, all week. So uh, check out absolutecomedy.ca and uh you know, if you're in the the Toronto area or if you can make it up for a show, come and see me. I would love I would love to see you. You know, I love all of my listeners. You all mean the world to me and it would be nice to see you face to face cuz I know that, you know, there's hours there's hours and hours apart from us. We don't always get to see each other, but it would be great to see you guys if you can make the trip. You know, in fact, if any of my friends can make the trip, reach out to me, whatever connection we have, social media, or, you know, send me a text or give me a call and I'll see if I can get you some free tickets to come to a show, you know? Love to see you guys. Anyways, absolutecomedy.ca. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages, available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to AbsoluteComedy.ca. Again, that's AbsoluteComedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. The sun gives life to the orchard. The orchard gives life to the apple. The apple gives life to Summersby. Summersbee is a delicious sweet taste of sunshine imported across the ocean all the way from Denmark The people in Denmark are smarter and so are you if you drink Summersbee (laughs) With flavors like apple, blackberry, pear, elderflower lime, red rhubarb and a taste as regal as this fake accent there's something for everyone to enjoy and now you can try them all in the Summersby Mixer Pack, available wherever fine beverages are sold. So go on and try for yourself the crisp, refreshing taste of Summersby. Ah, your taste buds deserve it. Please drink resplendently. Oh, and there's gotta be one more. Did I forget anybody? Nah, I never forget them. My partner's at DK Books, Dorling Kindersley. Guys, this week I read almost entirely, I did, uh, did, did get pretty close to the end and I'm still going to finish it. I just didn't get it finished in time for the podcast because I usually have an extra day. Um, but I, uh, I read from the wonderful series of DK, of course, I, my partner's Dorling, Dorling Kindersley. Um, it's one that's a little hard to say quickly, especially when my brain's already three sentences ahead. Uh, DK, you guys know that DK.com slash CA and Canada, DK.com anywhere else. And it'll probably redirect you to your country of choice if you're anywhere outside of North America. But from the wonderful series that they called, uh, the how it works series, um, I read this how psychology works. Um, the facts visually explained. Now I, uh, have previously sorry for all the thing. I just, I don't know where sometimes I guess all the talking, I get little, little bit of burps. So instead of just into the microphone, I just, uh, just have these weird sort of burp hiccups that slow me down from talking. You know, sometimes you probably just make you take a break guys, how psychology works from DK's, how it works series. I previously from the series reviewed the how business works book. And I learned quite a lot. I, I, and I know a reasonable amount of business, you know, but I learned a lot, uh, a lot of stuff that I I didn't previously know in the business books. I just learned subtle differences, but of course, a lot more about, uh, um, excuse me. Uh, come on. Like the differences between uh, a global and a multinational right? So you can be all over the world, but the business could be a multinational. Anyways, I'm, I'm talking about another book. I've already, I've already talked about this one is psychology. And this one here has been really, really interesting. Um, it talks about the different kinds of psychology and I actually didn't realize that some of the things I knew about psychology came from different sects of psychology. So for example, there's, um, the, the one that I was most familiar with, I, I just knew it was Freudian. Um, but that, that one is like, oh God, I'm going to sneeze again. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Freudian, which fo- focuses a lot on, uh, like Freud's the one who came up with the Oedipus complex, right? That, that, you know, you want to fuck your mother. Essentially, not a lot of people, uh, or sorry, not a lot of psychologists necessarily agree with. And not a lot of psychologists are, are Freudian psychologists. However, uh, even though it's just a TV show, Frazier and Niles are both Freudian, uh, psychologists. Um, or at least Frazier is. I don't know if Niall was a different one, but Niles was a different one. But uh, there's cycle, there's cycle uh, analytical Um, psychology where you're basically delving into the subconscious and you're trying to to learn what's going on in the, uh, the subconscious and unconscious mind. There's uh, behaviorist behavioral psychology where that's more uh, referring to Pavlovian where, you know, you can, you can affect the brain and the thoughts by uh, association and conditioning. So um, for any, uh, I doubt any of you don't really know what it is, but. Uh, Pavlov's dog was the thing that every time Pavlov would feed the dog, he would ring a bell. And then, uh, it got to the point where he would remove the food and just the, just the, uh, the idea that, that ring, sorry, ringing the bell would make the dog salivate just because he associated that bell ringing with food. So you could just ring the bell and it would make the dog salivate. You know what I mean? That's, that's Pavlov's dog. Um, and that's what people are referring to anytime, you know, I, I do know some people who didn't, who know the term, but they didn't know where it comes from. So if you're referring to a Pavlovian effect, what you're saying is that you have you've conditioned someone based on something else to, to have a certain response. Uh, there's humanism, uh, psychology, uh, gestalt psychology. There's, there's a lot of different ones, there's cognitive psychology, behavioral psychology. Um, but it's been, it's very interesting because each one of them does different things. Some of them think that, uh, your physiology, some psychologists, the, the biological psychology, it's like just your right. So I'm, I'm going to give you a little, little breakdown. So it's basically saying that your DNA dictates how you respond to things too. So, um, and these are just, I'm, and I'm doing guys, I'm doing very broad strokes. Cause obviously I can't translate a 300 page book on the fucking brain, uh, in two minutes. If I could man, I should be working for this company, right? little, little quick, 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 uh, quick snippets with Josh. So there's three different kinds, like a little, a couple of little snippets they've got here that they break down quickly. And I'll, I'll do that with you guys. So psychological, um, the different kinds of psychology. So psychological, this approach is based on the assumption that biology shapes behavior or sorry, physiological, I apologize. Um, these are three different stages of the biological psychology that I was telling you guys about. So, there's physiological. The approach is based on the assumption that biology shapes behavior. It seeks to discover where certain types of behavior originate in the brain, how hormones and the nervous system operate, and why changes in these systems can alter behavior. Uh, then, there's the medical. This branch explains and treats mental disorders in terms of physical illness. Disorders are considered to have a biological basis, such as a chemical imbalance in the body or damage to the brain, rather than causes linked to environmental factors. And finally genetics, which says this field's attempt to, uh, sorry, this field attempts to explain behavior in terms of patterns that are laid down in each person's DNA studies of twins, especially twins separated at birth and raised in different homes have been used to show that traits such as IQ are inherited. So that's just one example. And these are like the broad strokes at the beginning of the book just sort of giving you different classifications. Then they have a whole section on psychological disorders, which I found really fascinating. Uh, There's just, again, I'm flipping back through it to try to remind myself of some of the ones I saw, but depression was in here. So I was talking to you guys about that earlier. There's a big section on depression, bipolar disorder. Um, What was the other one? I'm flipping through some of these ones. Oh yeah, the seasonal one, which was interesting, right? They call it SAD, seasonal affective disorder. That's the one where you're supposed to put on lights on your face. There's panic disorder, uh, right? The the one where you put on lights in your face is supposed to make you feel better because the sun goes away for six months, but it has agoraphobia, claustrophobia. Like you get an idea. I really enjoyed being able to learn some of these different ones. Uh, There's selective mutism which is sometimes you decide not to talk. And of course, as always, DK's books are very visual. So they've got flow charts and things like that. So, you know, they talk about hoarding, you know, hoarding is here. Um, I obviously, um, certainly, uh, there's a ADHD and shit like that. And those ones, they explain stuff. And a lot of them sound very similar. Um, you know, that goes right into dementia and also stuff like that. But one of the ones that was in here, they even have pyromania, kleptomania and pyromania. So get that shit. But, uh, I got to tell you, like all the different disorders being in here was super, super cool. So here's one that, uh, the old fuck face, that's me can, uh, can relate to a lot, which is the binge eating disorder. So why don't I, uh, why don't I give you guys a little bit of this? So, uh, I'm just going to read this page, but to give you an idea. So once they go into a, uh, a different disorder, they give you a bunch of different sections, right? So there is a, ch- a flow chart here, a cyclical flow chart, which I will, will read to you. And then, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll give you what the the breakdown is as well. So with this condition, a person regularly overeats to cope with low self-esteem and misery. Although in fact, the persistent uncontrolled binge eating makes depression and anxiety worse. So what is it? A person with binge eating disorder regularly eats large amounts quickly when not hungry alone or secretly and feels shame and self-disgust after a binge. They feel they have no control over how much and how often they eat, uh, varying degrees for myself, but, but, to an extent like I, I don't I don't try to do yeah you know what I I do do it um I don't want to say in secret but I I do I will you know if I if I had one of those days where i crush a pizza I'll bring it into my room I'm not going to eat it publicly because again I know that people will be like what the fuck are you doing so, um, it says they feel they have no control over how much and how often they eat low self esteem, depression, anxiety, stress, anger, boredom, loneliness, dissatisfaction with the body pressure to be thin traumatic events and a family history of eating disorders are all factors that increase the risk of developing it. Uh, the disorder can also develop after the person follows such a strict diet that they are left very hungry and have food cravings. That, that definitely happens. Uh, it is the most common eating disorder in the U S. Okay. Uh, GP may diagnose the disorder from the person's weight gain, the most common physical effect, uh, treatment. So that's another thing that they have too. as always, they don't just give you a problem. They give you a fucking solution too. So treatment, psychotherapy. And then of course it tells you uh, certain pages to, to look into that in groups or one-on-one self-help programs through books in online courses as part of a support group or supervised by a health professional. And finally, antidepressants prescribed along with therapy. So here's the, uh, the binging cycle, people with a binge eating disorder, uh, are using food as an instant, albeit negative way to relieve emotional pain, instead of finding positive methods of tackling the underlying cause. The result is a perpetual cycle of eating relief, depression, and yet more eating. So, uh, because it's a cycle I just have to pick a spot to start. Um, so, uh, let's see low mood returns. Let's start there with self-disgust, Because of the guilt and shame of uh, associating with binge eating, anxiety rises and depression sets in as eating provides only short-lived pain relief. Relief from increasingly distressed feelings comes only with thoughts of food. The need to eat to relieve depression grows in urgency. The person plans a binge, often buying special foods for that purpose. Uh, the person eats large amount of food rapidly, regardless of degree of hunger, often in secret, may be in a dazed state while eating and may feel uncomfortably full afterwards. Anxiety drops as eating temporarily numbs the feeling of stress, sadness, or anger, and then low mood returns with self-disgust becoming the guilt, sorry, because of the guilt and shame associated with binging. So it just goes back in that cycle. and of course, it goes round and round. Um, I definitely could say i, I I've, Felt the effects of that. And I know if was feeling shitty or whatever, I'm like, ah, I can fucking grab a pizza or whatever, feel watch some TV, feel good. And just like every every drug, right? Every escape, you know, you do feel good temporarily. And then it all goes to shit. Uh so yeah, the big section on disorders I found very, very fascinating. They have uh they have the section on healing therapies. So it goes into the psychological stuff of that. Um Tons of stuff. I, I won't dwell too long on this because I know I, I yak on and on and on about the DK stuff, but it's fucking. I love learning. I love knowing more than I did before. before so, uh, and then of course they have the a large section on psychology in the real world. Um, so referring to psychology that they use in politics, um, leadership psychology. Um, what else they have? Human error and prevention, forensic psychology, right? So like the criminology aspect of it and the psychology of killers. Um, I nationalism is a big one is a big, big one. That one I hear people using all the time, which is, you know, the psychology of, of being in, Oh, you know, I'm a fucking American, you know, and that being an American means like that kind of stuff. So, um, but, but all sorts of different things the the power of branding and psychology and, in uh, advertising and stuff like that. So, um, super wicked book guys, if you are fascinated by the human brain and all the different things that it can do, um, as always fucking how psychology works, the facts visually explained by DK, amazing, amazing, amazing book. Um, I've really, really liked learning more. And, and again, I, the more, you know, it's kind of cool to, to be able to walk around and be like, you, you could see, you know, the mental manipulation at times, You know, so, uh, I don't know. I feel like I learned more and there's, there's definitely some things I learned in here that I can, I can move forward. But so that's it guys, how psychology works. The facts visually explained by DK Dorling. This is part of the, uh, how it works series. They have how the body works, how business works, how food works, how money works, how science works and how psychology works. And they are about to release in the next little while a, how we're fucking up the planet. And I can't wait to read that one because they're swearing right on the cover, right up my alley. And I like that they weren't like how we're abusing, um, how we're body shaming the earth, uh, physically, uh, nope. How we're fucking up the planet. I am on board. So thank you to all my partners guys coming up this week. Um, I'm going to be in Toronto. Like I said, uh, by the time you hear this, I'm already there. I hope unless, you know, yesterday was a particularly bad day and they're talking about a tragedy on the 401 where a man and a multicultural group of people, none of them seem to have known each other, inexplicable why they were all together in the same car, um, got into an accident. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have my fingers crossed. I am in Toronto, safe and sound. Um, <laughs> there's a yeah, it's just a dark thought my brain runs away with. Jesus, um, so yeah, tomorrow. Tuesday, yesterday for you guys. I'm going to get my kangaroo ride group head to Toronto, do some shows, and then jump right into it. As I mentioned, I'm going to be Ubering in the morning. I'm going to be going to the gym afterwards. I'm going to be doing my my writing in the afternoon. And this is a perfect world situation, right? Each one of us. I'm going to wake up, and I'm going to have a balanced breakfast, and then I'm going to go to the gym. Then I'm going to come home, and I'm going to clean the house. Then I'm going to go for a run, and I'm going to make a very nutritious dinner, and then I'm going to read for a little while. Then I'm going to go to bed. Right. I, I don't, I, I assume that that's what a boring person would want to do. <laughs> I, I, and my say boring person, I mean, someone who has their fucking shit together, who, who has a routine I'm incredibly envious of. So that's what I assume that they some. so Toronto, uh, really looking forward to it. Hoping to have some stories for you guys. I really am not sure if I'm bringing the podcast equipment, um, I, I couldn't think there's only one person who I really want to do a podcast with, and that's my buddy, uh, Frank Spadone. But last time I was in town with the equipment, Frankie and I just couldn't seem to make it work. And I don't know with all of the gear. So I have a lot of stuff to bring. If I'm going to do that, I also have a lot of stuff to bring for like food and the gym and my regular stuff, like my work stuff, and whatever. And because I'm doing this, this, uh, Kanga ride thing, um, I, for some stupid reason before even can, cons- you know, before even really thinking it out, was like, yeah, I got room for everyone to bring some luggage. So now the car is going to be jam packed if everyone does in fact bring luggage. So I can't bring as much stuff as I want. So as soon as this podcast is over tonight, my next order of business is um, packing my clothes and everything for the trip. I'm going to try to get it all done so that, uh, you know, I can, I can maybe fit all of my my work stuff. So my laptop and my iPad and all of my tech stuff into my backpack, I'm going to try to fit all of my clothes. And I'm also doing uh, a tasting as a matter of fact, in Toronto, my, my team from, uh, from karma that I do the, uh, the tasting with um, they're actually coming to see me on Thursday night. They're all in Toronto. So they, they're excited. They're going to come see me on Thursday. I'm going to tie one on with those good people. And then, um, and then on Sunday I'm going to be doing a tasting. So I'm actually going to have to buy a lot of the stuff that I normally use. I got a set here like trays and things, little tools and tongs and shit. I'm going to have to buy it all in Toronto because I'm not, I'm not going to have room to bring all that shit with me either. So uh, all of this is to say that I don't think I'm gonna have any bonus episodes. And to be honest with you, there was a couple times um in previous trips where it was just like like when I recorded the episode with Pete Johansson, I had so much fun and, and Pete's a great buddy, but I almost made it back to the condo too late to like shower and change before the show. You know, so if things had been a little less organized on my part, I I might actually be late for a show and with construction and everything going on in Toronto, I I just don't want to put myself in a position where um where I'm gonna be unprofessional. So I'm okay with the week being all about eating right, making money, doing shows, and writing jokes. And then uh, you know, bonus episodes of the podcast, be damned, I say. You know, and if you guys want me to do interviews, well then tell me. Say, Josh, loved the interview with so-and-so, do more of them. Hey, learned that so-and-so's a comic in Toronto. Maybe next time you go, you could talk to him. Remember, the more I hear from you guys, the more I try to uh, to to make it happen. So contact at onemanpodcast.com. If you want to send me an email, tell me what's going on with you. Talk about your experiences with anxiety, your experiences with allergies, whatever you want to talk about. You know me, I don't give a shit. You want to tell me about a new fucking blender you got? I don't care. I just want to to communicate back and forth a little bit because right now it's just me yelling at my wall. Uh, No emails this week. So how about that? podcast is pretty much over guys. Uh, I want to thank my sponsors as always portable press.com absolute comedy.ca summersby and DK.com slash CA in Canada, DK.com in the States. Um, as always guys, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, there's also a YouTube channel, one man podcast. You're going to find it, feel free to follow it and whatnot. Um, I do want to say that if, uh, if you are for some reason listening to this on Facebook or Twitter, where this, uh, posts automatically as well. um, it would be great if you uh, if you subscribe to it on any of the um, on any of the podcasting platforms. So if you have iTunes. Uh, sorry, iTunes. If you have Apple device or if you have an Android device, feel free to uh, reach out to me. If you're listening to this on Facebook, it's probably because we're Facebook friends. Feel free to message me, and I would be happy to help you uh, subscribe to it on um, on your other listening platforms. That way, you're not stuck to your computer or using your data streaming it off of Facebook. Or for some reason you navigate away, it cuts the episode off midway. Um, point I'm making is just uh, subscribe. It helps me with the numbers when you guys are watching on uh, on Facebook. I've actually surprisingly. Uh, I had to do this because one of the partners that I was talking with, uh, we still haven't solidified things, but if we do, it will be good. Uh, very, very good for me and very, very bad for me at the same time. And, uh, when that comes through, I'll, I'll be able to explain what I mean by that. But, uh, <laughs> um, they were asking about the numbers for the podcast. And when people like there were some episodes that have had like, you know, X amount of downloads from the site. So when I look at that episode, it's only had like X amount of downloads. And then I look at it on Facebook and it's been viewed several hundred more times than actual downloads. So the reason I'm, I'm asking you guys to, and of course I had to scroll through the Facebook page and find the episode just to be able to look underneath it and see how many views it had. So what I'm saying is if you are listening to this on Facebook, or or Twitter. Um, those, those numbers aren't really, uh, aren't really put in a place where I can find them and easily show them to potential sponsors and partners. Um, so feel free to subscribe to this on, on, uh, your Apple device under the podcast app, or uh, it's on the Google play music on your Android device. Just uh, type in one man podcast. You should find me hit subscribe. And now it comes in automatically. You don't have to go looking for it. You don't have to find it in your Facebook feed. The new episodes will be downloaded automatically. Absolutely. 100% free. Uh, they even have settings so that they only download when you're on wifi. So, uh, and I think that's a default. So you don't put yourself in harm's way. All you do is uh, you still get to hear me, but at your leisure, at your choice, when it works for you, stop at episode, come back later on, all that fun stuff. Again, all my subscribers who are there, thank you guys for listening to that particular little pitch. I know that you're already doing it and, uh, you know, it doesn't make sense for you to sit through all that. You're already doing it. Fuck sex. But, uh, and of course for anyone who is listening now, I know a lot of you guys who are my subscribers, uh, I would love for you to write a review. Uh, and, and give it, you know, five stars on your, uh, on whatever platform you're listening to, if you're listening to it on iTunes or fuck, I keep calling it iTunes, uh, the podcasts app, you can get it on iTunes. It's just, that's, that's where it's on the computer, not on your device. Um, right there in the uh, podcast app, there's, there's a star system. You can scroll down a couple episodes. It'll ask you to rate it. Feel free to give me five stars and just write a little, Hey, Love the podcast, blah, blah, blah. The more reviews, and this is courtesy of Kamar for reminding me, um, the more reviews and ratings that it's given, the more relevance it gets on the, uh, on the internet and iTunes. So it may help show up in front of other places and give it a little bit more, uh, notoriety and substantiation subst- I don't know, substantiation, not really. Um, so yeah, as always guys, I appreciate you listening and, uh, for, you know, all my different rants and plugs and all that stuff. Um, I'm hoping to have a fun week in Toronto and I hope to have a really wicked, fun episode for you guys next week with a lot of great stories and good times. I hope you have a great week. Toronto people, come see me and I'll talk to you next week, guys.